Hello, and welcome to Hotivities. My name is Danny, and I will be your host along this journey. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the experience. Hey guys, um, today I'm here with Nolan, a good friend of mine. What's going on? And we want to talk to you about Bar Talk. Um, and the name is pretty explanatory, but we're just going to jump in. So, Nolan, how long have you been working in the bar scene? I've been working in the bar scene about four, going on five years. Mm, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, what was your starting position and what do you do now? Uh, my starting position, I like to call myself, uh, what I call myself, um, the uh, director of sanitation, really what that meant is I was the lowest on the totem pole, so I had to take the trash out at the end of the night. <laughs> That's how I started. Um, I'm now the general manager at uh, at Social Lounge. Okay, Social Lounge is nice. I've been a couple times. I like it. <laughs> um, so... Many people in this world do not see bar jobs and or waitressing, et cetera, as a valued job. Um, <clears throat> what would you say to someone like, aka a friend, a patient, or a parent, or an acquaintance that doesn't respect your choice of employment? Um, or to broaden the question, what would you say to anyone who is in this situation, no matter what side that they're on? Well, you know, you look at, the, there's a lot of, a lot of, important successful people out there that um, worked in bars and 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 they'll tell you um, some, some people like to hire people that had previous employment in a bar because you learn a lot about people mm-hmm. dealing with just every every walk of life you know sophisticated people people that are not so sophisticated um, but you you kind of learn interpersonal reactions you know in a customer service industry like this in the most extreme way really so it's it's definitely it it grows you it expands your ability to you know talk to people and no matter what what's going on. And yeah, I definitely feel like that. And yeah. you kind of always need to like be able to hear someone like hear their problems or like you know just like I think that's a really good explanation of like what you were saying for real. Um, so since everything with like COVID. Things have been weird, especially with going mm-hmm. to bars. People have been really reserved with mm-hmm. wanting to go out and wanting to be around people. So, like, what are some of the things that um, you have done, like, as a manager to prepare <laughs> and, like, go through this time? Um, yeah, so what are some of those things? Well, <clears throat> one of the things is some people uh, are taking this disease really seriously. Um, others aren't, so... It, you kind of got to play both sides of the field. You don't want to be mom and dad being too strict all the time about and how you talk about it, how you react to it. But you also can't be complacent and not be sensitive, you know, at all to it. So physical things in the bar like dividers between booths and stuff like that. Um, dividers give you the ability to have every booth occupied mm-hmm. while still keeping people quote unquote safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without dividers, you have to have like a booth closed down or something like that. Exactly. So you'll see restaurants, you know, Roadhouse, whatever. Everybody's got those plexiglass things. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that we could get away with curtains, so they're cheaper than plexiglass. We went that direction. It's like a mask, but like a really yeah. big mask. Yeah, it's a mask for a group of people. <laughs> it's a group mask. Um, 
things like that. Um, having hand, hand sanitizer available for people that feel as though they need to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and having employees uh, wearing masks so the customers know that we're taking it to a certain degree of, of uh, seriousness. Um, so, it, you know, it's it was different five or six months ago. Everybody mm-hmm. thought they were going to die. It was the end of the mm-hmm. world. Yeah, right. um, and that that's kind of, you know, tapering off. But now, you know, you have people that, um, you know, then the police are making us have everywhere everybody wear masks um, and keep very strict about keeping tables, you know, six feet apart. Yeah. Um, groups of more than ten in any certain area that wasn't six feet distance was a super bad thing, something mm-hmm. you can receive a ticket for. Now uh, the police have backed off really a lot, <clears throat> um, and they're not really enforcing really any rules. They're just kind of advising us to be careful. So obviously we've adapted to that. Mm-hmm. As the customers are not as concerned anymore, we're, um, I mean, you see this everywhere. Some bars um, around us don't have tables or chairs anymore. Yeah, I heard about that. Are you know filling up their entire capacity? Like I said, we want to maintain some type of seriousness. You know, respect the mm-hmm. virus a little bit, but uh, we're also not coming from a standpoint of fear. I guess. I like that. That's yeah. a really good um, description of how you're like trying to make things comfortable for everyone who does come in, um, instead of just <clears throat> having it like a free for all, like do whatever right. type thing. Um, right. So what are you looking to implement or get rid of in the future, like dealing with COVID? So things we have in place that I would get rid of mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and things I would keep. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, okay, yeah. so, um, well, I can't wait to get rid of the masks. Those would be, those would be gone, gone. Um, but one thing I, want, I think we could have as an option is um, – to people, I like the curtains. Some people like the curtains. They like the privacy. Mm-hmm. That's something that we would have never tried out or experienced before. Yeah. Um, and I may just, you know, we have our we have an elite booth uh, called the Ace booth. Everybody likes to have that one. It's in the middle. It's nice. It's gold, black leather seats, it's and all cool. that. It's cool. It's dope. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. So I want uh, Kurt. We'll probably keep curtains on that one. But I'll I probably, like the I'll probably do the red curtains, velvet curtains. It keeps it more intimate, if that makes sense. Yeah. It definitely keeps, like, groups separated. Like it, I want exclus- yeah. exclusivity, exactly. you know, with that. So I want that to be an option. You can have the curtains all the way down. You can taper them at the bottom so mm-hmm. it's, like, kind of private. You can still see the party. Exactly. Um, or we can just take them down, whatever, whatever the customer wants. But that, that's kind of like a, a um, something that we probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought about, you know, so... Um, that's a that's a positive that's come through it. That's for sure. That's a change. <laughs> that is a change. We'll take down the the um, plexiglass shields that are in front of the bartenders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be nice when we can remove those. Uh, get back to you know reacting with customers. I you know at a nightclub selling food is a struggle. Um, so we don't we uh, also uh, get rid of that mm-hmm. aspect too. Um, you know, and we listen. We'll listen to customers and stuff. If people want some finger food, you know, we can have that. But as far as tacos and pizza available, I don't know that that'll be a focus. But um, having a little finger food, we'll, we'll, we, could, well, we, could, we could have that just in case. 
I would say definitely the pizza should go since there is Antonio's right next to it. Right. You know, you know, if you're hungry, there's food trucks, there's restaurants next door. So um, we're not clubbing. So for the most part, right now we're trying, we're being a restaurant because we're wearing the hat. But yeah. So if you could let your customers know one thing about your job, what would it be? One thing about my job. Um, other than it's so fun, <laughs> um, hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, that it's really fun. That's, that's I don't know. That's kind of what I would say. I like my job, and I think a, a lot of people uh, like their jobs that work with us. So, what's your favorite part of your job? Definitely dealing with people. Uh, you know, meeting new people, mm-hmm. uh, seeing, making new friends, and uh, seeing becoming friends with groups of people, regulars, seeing them on a, yeah. on a daily basis, weekly basis, whatever it is. Um, definitely have relationships with a lot of a lot of my customers, and I enjoy those <clears throat> relationships. We have fun together outside of work, you know, see each other. It's, it's always a good time. Like a family. Yeah, it's like a little family out there. <laughs> so a listener of mine was wondering, um, what do guys think about whenever they approach women um, or men if they choose um, at a bar? So is like confidence key? Like what? Like from a like a from a women's perspective, like what are the men thinking? Like whenever they're approaching a woman. Well, okay, what are the men thinking when they're approaching a woman? Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're the, the the first definitely they're thinking about how can I get her phone number or her Snapchat. Um, if they're obviously if, if that's yeah. they're approaching them, them because they're interested in them <clears throat> for sure have you ever seen like any like crazy success stories or like any complete bombing failures um success stories let's see what did I do last um. <laughs> <laughs> now um you know well let's start with bombing um you know, so, uh, you can't be aggressive, you know, yeah. coming up to somebody. Um, and so the unfortunate aspect about the bars, because, you know, people, a lot, a lot of people, oftentimes people are single when they go out to the bars. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a good uh, demographic if you're looking to find somebody in terms of just how many people are out there that are available. The unfortunate aspect is... Uh, a lot of people use alcohol as a, as a confidence aid, mm-hmm. and sometimes they drink too much before they start trying that out so you know you 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 know somebody will walk up and and start already too drunk and that's not attractive to to the female and they can you know smell liquor on your breath and you're acting a little you know you're not even you can't make like direct eye contact that's but um like i said if you can hold it together it's not a bad environment if you're the more sober one you kind of have an advantage I, I actually completely agree. Yeah. You're like, haha. Like, it's kind of like playing a little game, you know? Yeah. Like, your little puppeteer. Yeah. Master. And you just be a joke. kind of fucked up, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, would it go better if the person pursuing was approaching, like, a smaller group? So, say, like, you're, like, you like someone and you're, like, walking up to the group, and is it better if it's a smaller group that you're walking up to or a larger uh, group? For the most part, yes. It depends on, like, it depends on how, uh, depends on how genuinely confident you are. Because okay. if you walk up to a group of eight girls and pick one out, and and you're polite and a gentleman about it, but you're but you're you're like you're confident though, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Your shoulders back, and you and you generally want to talk to this girl. Say, ask her what her name is, and then you ask her if she's thirsty, and then we'll take her to the bar. 
that's that's a really manly thing to do as a dominant way to go. But um, I don't think everybody has the stones to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the most part, um, I would go up to a group of two girls, right? Okay. Because one girl, you know, they're in a bar, especially at a nightclub. She's not going to feel safe. She's going to feel alone if you just mm-hmm. go up to her. Uh, she doesn't know you. You might exactly. be drunk. Yeah. Um, so you, you never know what will happen. You go up to two girls. She's not around her whole entire group. Mm-hmm. Um, and she feels safe. And you can you can really buy both of them a drink or something like that. You exactly. Know? Um, but pay most attention on the one that you're going for. You know. Being on the other side of that, sometimes it's confusing, like, what they want, if that makes sense. Like, who mm-hmm. they want. Because then you don't want to, like, offend your friend. You know, so like I feel like being nice to both definitely. Whenever you said buy both a drink, would be a good idea mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to leave out the other one. Exactly. You know, that's so. a good idea. Um, so would you say that? So you mentioned like being alone. Would are women like or men um, more apt to be like hit on if they're alone, or are they like more likely to be left alone? If that makes sense. Wait, so are they more apt to be hit on if they're alone yes. or if they're with a group? Basically? Yeah, like if they're alone, <clears throat> would they be hit on or would they be left alone? They'd be left alone. Uh, being alone isn't interesting. That's no fun. Yeah. Um, so, like, at, from, a, from a guy's perspective, like, um, like most of the times I get hit on is probably... Well, it's most definitely, like, when I'm having a good time with whoever mm-hmm. I'm with. It doesn't matter if I'm with girls or guys. If we're if we're you know laughing our asses off having a great time, yeah, that that's kind of when it happens. That's an attractive behavior. It is because you know people want to like be around that. They want to like soak that in. Yeah, exactly. It's like the uh-huh. sun and vitamin D. And, and yeah, they're like this guy's confident. He doesn't care what's mm-hmm. going on. He's laughing. He's having a good time. You know, he's cracking jokes. He's you know grilling this person. Whatever. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so, smiles are attractive. Um, if you were to approach a woman or a mm-hmm. man, I don't know how you swing. Um, definitely, definitely <laughs> in a bar scene. <laughs> Um, what would your opening line be? Um, first, I would ask them what their name is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of wait to hear. So I'm going to say, like, hi, what's your name? And they're going to say their name. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to wait to see if they ask me what my name is okay. or not. If they, they're like, my name's so-and-so. What's your name? Then my next question is, are you thirsty? But if they don't ask me what my name is, I'm like, oh, well, it's nice to meet you. And then I'll just... Well, I have a good night and I'll walk off. You know what I'm saying? Kind of leaving the door open. But if they ask you what your name is, then it's like, okay, we can go step two here. So. Mm, interesting. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, would you say that, like, you get a lot of girls, like, who hit on you? Like, would you say that you get hit on a lot? Yeah. By women? Yeah? Yeah. And how much of it is genuine? I don't know. Because there's also a lot to get, like, free shots, free entry, exactly. like if looking cool because you're with you the are. boss at a bar. Everybody wants. Mm-hmm. The more liquor people drink, as the night goes on, the more the more important they want to feel. Like the the bigger their need to feel important grows. Mm-hmm. So like the drunker people get, they want to feel important. So they want to be around whoever is in charge. So we're, what what doesn't doesn't matter what bar you're at. You just like you know any manager, owner at a nightclub is going to be hit on. You know even if they look like you know hunchback of Notre Dame doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. So what would you say like 
is the culture between bars. This is a different subject, but like, <clears throat> are you friends with like other people who work at different bars? Do you Absolutely. all associate? Yeah, yeah heck yeah. I, I, I have a lot of friends. Um, I, I think I probably have a friend in most every bar uh, mm-hmm. on Northgate. Um, and, and even even bars that are nothing like us, like like Dudley's, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's uh, just complete different uh, kind of vibe. They're kind of like a, I don't know, what would you say, like a country kind of yeah. Like, got pool tables in there, you know, definitely chill, not nightclub, you know. but we appreciate each other because we both work in a similar industry, but diff- definitely different angles and stuff. And then also, but also, you know, with direct competition. Um, we have fun together, you know mm. what I'm saying? I'll go over there, say what's up, uh, definitely pay my respects, you know, tip their bartenders, you know, and make sure to tip them, tip them well. And they come over and they do the same thing. Um, there's, we don't, it's not too, it's not too fierce out there. There's, it's cut, we're all in this together, especially now, something that's unique to this year is uh, COVID-19 has brought all the bars closer together. Yeah. Um, it kind of we're all kind of going through the same thing getting scrutinized by exactly, all kinds yeah. of different medias you know all different areas of the workforce are kind of blaming the bars it's an easy thing to blame um so we, we, we kind of for the past year we've been you know quote unquote in this together so it is easy to blame someone camaraderie's grown a lot yeah. amongst, between bars uh, yeah. that's good yeah. i'm happy for that um so like like working in a bar um and being in a relationship. I'm not, I don't know if you're in a relationship, but like if no. you've ever been, like how, or if you know anything about it, like how does that tend to fare? Like does, I know the combination of alcohol, like tipsy people or drunk people, singles, and like it's just, it's not a good combination for someone mm-hmm. who's in a relationship. Um, would you have any advice for people who are either going out or work in the bar industry? Um, yeah, so, like, do you think it's, like, really detrimental or just, like, a lack of trust? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It, it depends. <clears throat> a lack of trust would be, you know, is, is can be different and, and can be, I don't know, it's different. But it, it definitely is detrimental to, to be working in an industry like this mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> because, like, for instance, I have had a relationship before. Mm-hmm. Um and it just definitely um every disagreement we had um <clears throat> was stemming from where i work yeah you know? um because like you asked earlier do do i have a lot of girls hit on me yes you know but that's because mm-hmm. that's just because of my position so um so it, it's 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 hard for someone else to see that and just be okay with it mm-hmm. you know because at the end of the day you may trust because you know you mentioned trust issues too you may trust and you may um, be a confident person who wants to trust, but at the end of the day, if you see, after seeing this all the time, you know, it's hard. over and over yeah. and over again, it's just, yeah, sometimes it's going to eat at you. So, uh, on the relationship side, um, if you're cool with being single, give it a shot. Um, if you really want to get in a relationship, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try it out. Okay. Yeah. What would you say, like... If someone who does work in the industry, like, how would they balance the, th- the image that they need to have um, while respecting their significant other? Wait, say that one more time. Like, okay, <laughs> so someone who works in the bar industry, mm-hmm. how would they balance the image that they need to have um, with 
being in a relationship and respecting their significant other? That's a million dollar question. Uh, it's a it's a really tough question. I know. I just didn't. yeah. Now, so like my thing, like so in a relationship, <clears throat> you know, I definitely wouldn't do anything disloyal. But at the same time, um, you know, you're gonna take pictures with girls. They're gonna post it on their social media. Yeah. You know, you're not really you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. But that's still not fun to see. She's gonna be upset about the picture, but if she's not, her friends will. They're gonna send her texts like, "You see this," you know, and vice versa. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying? So if a girl's taking pictures with guys, maybe the boyfriend will be upset. I don't. I, don't, I haven't been on the other. I haven't been on the other end of the equation, but I'm sure that's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's not easy for anybody to see. So balancing that, I mean, you definitely want to be um, try to balance it the best you can if you're gonna to choose to do that. If you can choose to work in this industry and have a relationship, just something to be aware of that you're. It's gonna be you're gonna be battling that every day. I feel like there's it would, no answer. There's no perfect answer to that question. It would take a lot of communication between mm-hmm. you and the other person, like um, whoever you're in um, an mm-hmm. entanglement with. Um, mm-hmm. It would definitely take a lot of like positive, good communication, and that's mm-hmm. kind of you can like good communication goes so far, and in so many situations you need that. I would you know I would almost think that somebody who works as like maybe a nurse. Or something like that, or mm-hmm. a doctor, you know, whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. who has similar hours to you, yeah, would be, you know, I could see something like that working, you know, where you both like kind of go to bed around five or six in the morning, then you can, you know, what I'm saying it's just uh, you because then your hours are the same. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, <clears throat> if you work in the bar industry, you're gonna be tired at noon. Your significant other who doesn't work in the bar industry is going to be awake at noon, wanting exactly. to do things, wanting to go get coffee, yeah. take the dog on a walk, whatever, and and they're upset that you won't get up and mm-hmm. hang out with them. Mm-hmm. But you'll even you'll even sleep for four hours. Exactly. You know that can be so. Hard. And you had alcohol last night. You're not feeling it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's hard for them to understand, and it's it's hard for you to understand why they feel that way. So it's just like I said, it's a challenging situation. So if you can find somebody with similar circumstances, I'm sure it could be more possible. Mm-hmm. You know, or somebody's like really understanding. Yeah, both of those I feel like work. Yeah. Have you noticed if there are places in the bar that are characteristic to a certain type of person? Yeah, there, there's definitely there's definitely different places uh, where different types of different types of people hang out. Um, you you know you always have that guy that uh, gets in buys you know he he buys a bottle he mm-hmm. he comes in he wants his friends to come in with him. So he'll be standing at the front line, barking at the bouncer to let his friends in. <laughs> yeah. Um, making a deal on cover, uh, whatever. Uh, you have your most social extroverts, uh, kind of life of the party people in the middle of the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not closest to the booth. They're not closest to the bar. They're in the middle, and they're dancing around, clinking the drinks with people. They're the ones running around with a bottle in their hand trying to pour it in people's mouths. <laughs> Uh, having a good time. It's the same people every time. I love those people. They they definitely they definitely up the energy. They really do. Yeah, uh, they're they're key key. And then you have um, you have kind of your uh, more reserved slash older demographic towards the front, if not in the front of our outside on the porch patio yeah. area. Your uh, who just kind of like to have a little table out there and people watch. You mm-hmm. Definitely have people watchers wherever you go. Um, you know, you're in the sharing cigarettes, bum mm-hmm. cigarettes off people. You know how they do. Um, <laughs> and then you have your <clears throat> kind of um, 
experienced party partiers, uh, more elite people. The people who are most likely to have an after party are going to be in the bottle service sections. They're going to be in the VIP sections. Yeah, of course. People uh, with a little bit more cash getting bottles every night or at least every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely form a lot of our regulars out of that area, you know. So uh, those are kind of the people that, kind of the fastest groups of people I make friends with because I deal with them on a regular basis, I guess. Exactly, yeah, of course. Um, and then you have your people who are, you know, popular amongst Northgate. If they're not in the booths, they're, they're you know, getting to the DJ. They're trying to say, hey, the DJ, hanging out with the DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so back area slash DJ booth. Um, so it is it is a little bit of a pest to the employees back there trying to work. Um, however, there are some people who it's appropriate to be back there. Some people who we like to, you know. Okay, to some some people the DJ wants to hang out with, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, definitely uh, people who who conduct themselves well, and we, we like to have in. Um, but that uh, that's that's pretty much kind of the areas as how I see it. Obviously, you have Frank, who's over there, at you know in the kind of in the area where that booth is by itself. Yeah. Um, hanging out with his friends, kind of in a secluded area, mm-hmm. you know, because he doesn't need everybody to come up to him at once. But that's where that's where the that's Frank, the owner. That's where the owner hangs out. So yeah, people, you know, making their way over there as well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all the areas that I kind of see, I guess. That's really interesting, honestly. Um, from a psychology point of view, it's it's really it's gold. It's pretty interesting, yeah. to, at least <laughs> to me, to me, and not to everyone, but definitely to me. Oh yeah, likewise. So, a little bit different subject, but how does the staff deal with, like, rowdy people? Well, first line of defense is definitely trying to calm them down. Mm-hmm. And all the all the door guys are trained on that. All the door floor security staff is trained on that. And as long as it's not, as long as it's not violent, then usually we'll, um, you know, ask them to calm down and... Um, hear them out. Sometimes, if you if you make them the customer feels that you're hearing what they're frustrated about, mm-hmm. and you're empathetic towards that, yeah, um, then they'll calm down. <clears throat> some of them just want a little of attention from someone who works there because they're, they're they're drunk and they're feeling some type of way. So if you can give that to them, usually they'll calm down. Um, now, if somebody you know somebody's out of control uh, and and being violent, then they'll just be. <clears throat> um, Asked to leave once, and if not, they'll be escorted outside. But I mean, nothing too rough. Just you know, that's why we have big guys. Yeah, and they're nice guys. They're, they're nice. They're, they're nice, very nice people. Big guys. <laughs> so you know, I'll send three. You know, who are all bigger than whoever this guy is. Mm-hmm. That way, this guy doesn't try to fight back. There's no big scene. Mm-hmm. You have three large men walk up to you and tell you have to leave, <laughs> and just you know, gently start directing you where to go. You usually comply. You know, and there's no there's no big scene. Um. So that's yeah, it's pretty simple. What would you say would be the most ordered drink? Um, most ordered drink: cherry vodka sour, um, for sure, for sure. vodka sprite with a splash of cran. Um, and you got your athletes ordering tequila sodas with lime. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. That's probably the top top three. And we saw a lot of shots, though. But shots are most yeah. ordered. So, you know, El Jefe, Vegas Bomb, probably the two most 
Yeah. Or shots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um <laughs> and then my last question for you is how would you or how do you hype up the mood the mood? Um couple different ways, but definitely my go to is to, you know, go nuts on the microphone. Yeah. Hype up the DJ, shout out the DJ, shout out the people who are in the most expensive sections. Mm-hmm. Um get some addicted to that section. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh shout out Uh, and lights you know our light program uh whenever we play like a like a hit song we don't play hit songs till the end of the night Mm -hmm. right everybody wants to hear wap at like 11 30 i'm like yeah we can't play that yet they don't understand why well the thing is is we like you know it's kind of we kind of peak at like 1 1 15 is when it's like the just the 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 ambiance is is at the highest Um, and people are, are partying this, you know, this is before they've overconsumed, and this exactly. is, this is, everybody's on their way up still at one, one fifteen. Um, and that's when we'll play a hit song and whenever the beat drops, we'll send, we'll turn the strobes on, have the lights going everywhere. We'll have the, whoever bought the ace booth spraying the CO2 cannon over the crowd, <laughs> you know, and that's when we're shouting out DJ, shouting out whoever's spraying the cannon that's when we throw money in the air Mm -hmm. you know these people will buy hundreds and hundreds of one dollar bills and just (laughs) chunk them in the air um and all this is happening at the same time and it's 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 like it is euphoric for people to see it really is honestly yeah you know when people another thing we we, kind of like to take everything to the next level so like whoever buys the ace booth if they buy an expensive bottle they spend a certain amount of money then we'll have the bottle service girl deliver the bottles on a surfboard in the air. So the, mm-hmm. the bouncers will carry her, you know, eight feet high in the air, and she's on the surfboard carrying, you know, the ace of spades, um, you know, a bottle of champagne signed by 50 Cent, um, Dom Perignon, you know, yeah. you name it, Magnum, Belvedere, whatever we need. That's or so whatever exciting. they need. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> I've seen videos and it's just it's so cool. Like and I bet everyone just gets so hype. You know, yeah. just being in like a bar like that, like that's really cool. Yeah. It's honestly. A good time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's all we have for today, but I just wanna thank you, Nolan, for coming in today and speaking. I really enjoyed it. I've had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, well, I appreciate you having me. Um Wanted to shout out the employees at Social Lounge, uh, the amazing Danny. Thank you for having me and uh, my DJs, DJ Rob, DJ Adonis, DJ Jay Smith, and the Agazine. Um, and we'll we'll uh, we'll keep the ball rolling here. Of course, yeah. And thank you so much for tuning in. Um, last but not least, start off knowing what the buzz is about around Aggieland. Follow at the Agazine, um, spelled. The T H E Agazine A G G A Z I N E on Instagram and Snapchat, and stay tuned on all things Aggieland. Thanks and gig 'em, and I'll catch you next time with Hotivities. Mm-hmm.